1: Welcome, this is Ken Roshan on Influencer Channel at Voice America, brought to you by the Red Carpet Connection, the Umbrella Syndicate, and of course, the Keep Smiling Movement. We only take sponsors that have the prefix lo- the, and that stand for love. So that together <laughs> is why we actually are making it rock and roll. And for Aaron Keller, pop. So how is your day, Andrea?
2: I... I have been on the ball all morning and all night long. I started with yesterday coming to Orlando, hanging out with Jeff Steinberg. He gave an amazing concert. He's one of our past guests. He was born with no arms and two malformed mangled legs. And he sings. He's a humorist. He I have not had the opportunity to see a three-hour show of him did last night. Oh my gosh, what talent great audience, well-received. And this morning, I'm up and Adam and today I'm hanging out with the uh, people who are starting Puffs, the theater production here in Orlando, so that we can do keep smiling with them in the future. So it's been a real whirl run two days, 24 hours, I should say.
1: <laughs> and Jeff is actually one of our authors in that Top 100 project that we're sending to the media.
2: He is, and boy, uh, the attention that he gets from people when uh, they hear him sing and and present. It's going to be quite viral once people find out that he's uh, doing a Keep Smiling book with us and we do the full release.
1: So this show is, uh, I guess, very cerebral. It's... uh... It's a show that I'm a little scared to air because we're going to be using a lot of words that are more than one syllable. And so
2: <laughs>
1: we have integrated into the – and infiltrated the – and very big words for the show um, – the science community, merged. science energy merge, Merged, Ken. <laughs> merged, um, go into. Go into <laughs> the space of – okay. So – Aaron is our first guest, uh, and, and Dan is, of course, second. We're not using their last names because there's so many syllables in their last names, So um, <laughs> we're we're going to leave that to anyone who wants to listen for the multiple syllables. Just be aware that this is for your education and growth, okay? <laughs> so, Andrea, let's let's uh, just bring both of them on because we have a lot to talk about, and both of them are authors in the top 100 as well. So what a fun program already.
2: Awesome. I'll, you want me to do a short intro for both of them? Actually uh, – or you want to wait and do them a little bit no, let's do medium,
1: let's do medium today <laughs> this—I right. mean—I saw how long these intros are, and they would eat up the whole show. So, what, do medium. Take out the take the highlights. Skip their names a lot of times, and you'll be able to cut through the <laughs> stuff quicker.
2: Absolutely. So I'll start with Aaron. Aaron Murakami. Already, that's a four-syllable last name. He is an amazing science researcher, innovator. Uh, just blew me away with his presentation. He does a lot with energy. He's done things with energy from mind to science and anywhere in between. That it gets things moving, gets people thinking and functioning in the world. He has worked with some of the greatest greats in science and has great mentors. He's written and participated in over 40 downloadable books with Peter Lindemann about free energy, and he has uh, done his own books, The Quantum Key, A Course in Mind Power, Ignition Series, Water Fuel Secrets, and many more. And he even has a plasma ignition system that he shows on YouTube, and he's um, had uh, his own energy conference and he's doing even more in the future so we are super happy about having him on where we can talk about practical applications of water fuel on demand synthetic fuels for internal combustion and all the cool stuff he's doing in the world i'm telling you this man's going to light your brain on fire with the ignitions
3: (laughs) (laughs) yes right here thank you
1: So um, I have so many questions, and we have only a whopping twenty-two, twenty-three minutes. So I just want to say, first of all, thank you for embracing the Key Smiling Movement. You are the smartest person to join the forces of the hundred early on. Uh, you brought, uh, you allowed me to come to the Science, Energy, Technology Conference and take pictures of the super innovative people. And the smiles they bring to the world, I always tell the, I told the kids when I was teaching physics and chemistry on a fundamental level that you can't hate science if you use it every day, otherwise you're a hypocrite. And you have connected yourself with some of the most ingenious people in the world. So let's start off with um, giving some acknowledgement to CEO Space, because that's where we met, right?
3: Yeah, that was uh, December 2015 down in Henderson.
1: And then you had uh, the 2016 ESTC Energy Science Technology Conference, and that was what number was that one? Uh, let's
3: see, I believe that was the sixth. Because you're,
1: you're doing the tenth next year,
3: right? Yeah, that was the or that that was maybe the seventh uh, this year. Last month, that was the eighth annual Energy Science and Technology Conference. So yeah, okay. next year will be the ninth. <laughs> and then
1: the big 2021 that everyone's been waiting for is the tenth anniversary of course. Yes. So I guess uh, where I would like to start is having the audience actually connect to who you are and your story. So when did you actually learn that science was so important and and why was science so important to you?
3: Well, in the early 90s, um, in my early 20s, when I was about 22, 23, um, I had some uh, I guess you could say spiritual experiences that kind of got me thinking along the lines of, uh, you know, kind of uh, out of the box kind of stuff. And I was just kind of uh, inspired to start, you know, writing and writing and writing. And uh, I really wrote thousands of pages of all kinds of different things and different topics. And eventually I just kind of uh, gave up. And through a uh, uh, a whole series of uh, some amazing synchronicities, I was um, blessed to have certain people come into my life. um, And uh, when one of my friends, uh, Roger Estes, who was a very important uh, friend and mentor of mine, uh, he was a natural-born Qigong master, he introduced me to John Bedini, who um, had been working on some pretty amazing technologies, and he's a world-renowned engineer in the audio world, but he was also a master with a lot of different energy technologies and Tesla-type technologies. And when I saw what he was working on, and um, he asked if I was on the Internet, and I said, well, yeah. And so he gave me a, a website address so I could learn more, and I wound up running running across a page that I was obsessed about several years earlier, and out of anywhere in the world, person who owns a page just happened to live uh, less than an hour from me. Who was and that? was his website. Who, who was that? That was Bedini? Yeah, that was John Bedini.
1: Yeah. And I, uh, I first... I just want mm-hmm. to thank you for um, allowing me to meet him in 2016 because he is the spark of life and ingenuity and innovation. Wow. I mean, you watch uh, any video that is on your site and you
3: see the genius of that gentleman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then, unfortunately, that was his uh, you know, fi- final conference. Um, he died unexpectedly in, in uh, November. Um, but we continue to have the conference at the, uh, you know, this little little uh, Eagles Lodge in uh, Hayden, Idaho, in the middle of uh, North Idaho, kind of a tribute to him. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, many of us are, you know, definitely dedicated to uh, keeping his legacy alive, you know, working on our own projects, but also continuing to push a lot of his, uh, you know, finished work and unfinished work uh, forward. What made him so different than other scientists
1: you've talked to or met?
3: uh he's very uh intuitive you know i would almost say psychic which i would you know um different people see that term in in different ways but most of the people who i know who are the most advanced in science uh not just theoretical but building things that work that demonstrate things that are not supposed to be possible is um you know really two things one is that they're very very mechanically inclined because not all engineers are mechanically inclined and number two, uh, very, very deeply psychic, uh, very sagacious, you know, very deep penetrating insight. And mm-hmm. so they kind of see and form the pictures in their mind and they can kind of see the inner workings of things before something is even built. And when they go to the bench, put it together and it works the first time, you know, exactly how they uh, envisioned it. And, um, you know, not 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 everybody is able to do that, but he he certainly was. And
1: not only was he able to, and again, that's why I was thanking you for the 2016 experience, because had I not gone to that event, I wouldn't have met him. I also wouldn't have seen a spirit and a smile, because that was uh, <laughs> that was a, a, an act of patience to get that magical shot. Because I don't know if you know this, uh-huh. Aaron, but each day I knew that that was not the right day to ask him if he'd hold the key smiling card and smile. Because he doesn't get, I don't think he got at the time, how powerful his innovations were in the world. I think he was a bit disgruntled and and certainly frustrated with, he had the answers, but he wasn't really permitted or seen that his genius was impacting the world.
3: Yeah, well, he had been blocked in the past, uh, in the early 80s, um, and was threatened when he had demonstrated a certain machine at a conference. And later on at his shop, uh, he was visited by a couple guys in suits who uh, literally put a gun to his chest and told him he, he's going to be buying gasoline for the rest of his world. And ever since then, he had kept a lot of his work to small scale models, little de- desktop proof of concept models. And he was always concerned about, you know, if you built anything big again, that, you know, he would be uh, threatened again. So little by little over the years, he just kind of kept it small and little by little had developed a uh, following. Um, internationally, you know, people all over the world um, studying his work and replicating his small-scale models, and it wasn't until 2010 that, you know, he built a large um, 14-foot diameter rotor that was running on a 36-volt battery bank, charging a 36-volt battery bank, and the front battery bank kept itself charged up as well while it was producing a lot of mechanical work, and that was the first time he, you know, kind of uh, stepped back out into the public uh, view like that. You know, at great risk to himself, and um, I think that in the age of the internet with information being able to spread so fast that you know that that's one of the game changing signs of our time that um, you know it's it's it, it's a safer environment to start moving things forward. yes, in your community,
1: you have disruptors. you have people that are visited by the suits and live in fear to some extent. And when I was there in 2016 versus this past year, I've seen a major transformation in the community. I've seen that the community is younger, way more disruptive and more synergistic, more collaborative and willing to make that difference in the world without being scared. Do you, what do you attribute to that?
3: Uh, Let's see. I think more people are just searching, you know, um, uh, this is, these are obviously not topics that are going to be on the front page of a, a newspaper or on the you know uh prime time TV show and, and, so and why not though why not that, well because they're so disruptive that it's you know there's there's certain diseases that you know are curable but if the industry or pharmaceutical companies got behind them it would kind of obsolete their own re- renewable income same mm-hmm. thing is um you know, the case in the uh, the energy sector, they want you to be hooked to uh, something where they can bill you over and over and over. And um, these type of technologies have the potential to obsolete those and truly give people independence where, um, you know, I think one of the greatest fears is for people to become autonomous and, uh, you know, truly self-sustainable. So with that said,
1: this show, in essence we could all be visited by the suits because the more this spreads the word, it actually is an interesting situation because the more the word is spread, the more it becomes common knowledge. The more it becomes common knowledge, the less it's a threat because people know it. So it's, it's an interesting dynamic.
3: It is, and you know, I've, I, I've talked to many people over the years about, you know, what's the best way with moving forward, and you know, as Andrea mentioned, you know, we've put out about you know, 40 uh, uh, digital downloadable uh, books on these different topics. But actually, after this last conference, you know, each one adds about 20 products to the library. Um, we're actually over uh, 120 different books and video presentations with this type of information. And so, um, you, you know, no, nobody really knows what the best way is to move forward. But I do know one thing is in the last two years, I've been very, very driven to start um, moving into the realm of manufacturing so we can start actually producing some of the uh, uh, electronics and devices that we've been talking about at these conferences so people can, you know, more easily get their hands on them. You know, because although we have put out a massive amount of information and, uh, you know, um, with feedback we've gotten over the years, people see it as being you know, the most authoritative source of this type of disruptive information in these energy technologies. Um, but although most people buy this information, very few people are going to try to build it on their own. You know, it's going to be a very, very small percentage of people. Um, they want the information, but they, most people also just want to be able to just buy something off of a website, you know, and, and use without having to, you know, be, be a do-it-yourself kind of, kind of person. So what is that website? I want people to be able to go there and check it out. Well, the main website um, has most of our links is emediapress.com. That's all one word. And that's where, you know, if you just scroll down on there, you can see most of our books and videos. Um, I still have to put up the new ones from the most recent conference last month. And that has links to our uh, Energy Science and Technology Conference website, but we do have a new website with two products on there, which is Vril.io. That's V-R-I-L I-O. Uh, right now, there's two machines on there, um, a Lakovsky multi-wave oscillator and the Bedini RPX sideband generator, which is a frequency mixing device. And um, we're going to be adding more, more products uh, to that. I actually have a whole catalog of products that eventually, hopefully by the end of next year, we have at least maybe about a dozen uh, new products on there. So are these the
1: kind of products you'd find on Amazon later? Uh, What would these products do for people if they went to
3: the site? Well, the multi-wave oscillator is based on a machine developed in the early 1900s. It was used for health purposes. Um, I want to steer clear of making any claims, uh, but if anybody searches for Lakofsky Multi-wave oscillator online. They can find a whole bunch, bunch of information of what the intended purpose was. Um, I could say it's almost like a life force um, energy generating machine that does quite a lot in the in in the body. Um, but without making the claims, we just offer it as an electrically correct replication of the lakowski multi-wave oscillator, so people can study what that machine was. There's only there's a lot of people and companies out there making a so-called multi-wave oscillator, but my friend in Croatia and myself are the only ones making an accurate one based on what Lakovsky actually did. Uh, The smaller device, the uh, Bedini RPX sideband generator, is a miniaturized version of a so-called Rife machine. Uh, Royal Raymond Rife in the early 1900s had a device that mixed frequencies, and it hit the resonant frequency of different pathogens. And just like an opera singer can uh, break a wine glass if their voice hits the resonant frequency of that crystal, well, similarly, if you have a resonant frequency hitting the resonant frequency of a uh, pathogen, it can cause it to destruct. And this is what Rife was doing with his machines. And John Bedini, up until his uh, untimely death in uh, November 2016, he was the world's leading authority of uh, rife technology, and he had developed a method to be able to have the same kind of results at a low power mode, and that's what the RPX sideband generator is. And for our whole system, it costs less than you know what what some people are just selling you know it, one individual component of an entire system. Um, but there's also only two people in the world making one that creates the so-called rife frequencies the way that Rife did, and that's one other person in the United States uh, and myself.
1: That's amazing. You know, unfortunately, this program goes to break, and so does this segment, uh, probably about five minutes or so, so we might have to be a little briefer, but I'd like to spend an hour with you at a future date where we can go a lot deeper in these conversations, but you had an amazing topic of synchronicity. Can you Briefly, share in a minute or two what that that is to you and how it applies to most people.
3: Well, synchronicity is something that we can actually engineer and cause it to happen at a higher uh, frequency, uh, meaning more often. Um, inside the collective has all information in the past, present, and future. And if we are looking to move into a certain direction or wanting to meet certain people or looking for a certain something, um, if there's somebody else involved, their subconscious mind and our subconscious mind has a uh, connection to the information in the collective. That collective will actually influence us through something called the idiomotor effect. I gave an entire presentation on that concept uh, in the last couple years of my conference, which is that the nervous system is the first thing to react to subconscious stimuli. So if somebody else and myself are, you know, intended to gravitate towards each other, Uh, to bring two things uh, together to synergize, their subconscious mind will actually influence mine and you get that gut feeling to, hey, let me go in this direction or let me go to the store at this particular time and you might run into somebody. That's because each of our subconscious minds are being influenced by the information in the collective, which triggers uh, our nervous system to kind of give us a gut response to kind of gravitate towards each other. Um, I actually have the whole model mapped out. Uh, if you search Murakami model of synchronicity, um, that whole model popped in my head in my, uh, uh, quite a few years ago, maybe about 13, 14 years ago. Um, but if you go to eMediaPress.com, there's actually a synchronicity link in the main menu bar, and you can download an entire free document right there that kind of walks you through the entire model and kind of my, my entire philosophy of what, what synchronicity is about. But it's not something that just happens, that'll just happen passively. You can actually do certain things to actually cause them to happen more often. So
1: that is such a great topic, and I loved when you you shared that presentation. And it leads me to kind of the question of kind of putting you in the spot. So sorry about that, Aaron. But sorry. <laughs> why, why me? Why? I mean, I was really dying to be here event because it was so disruptive and game changer is the nickname I give my son because I'm, I'm raising him to be a game changer because really if you think about it, game changer changes the way the world thinks, operates and, and actually focuses. So what, what happened in your head or from a synchronicity possibly standpoint that caused us to actually work together?
3: Well, I know that we have a mutual friend, uh, uh, Shannon who, um, you know, told me about some different people who are going to be at CEO space. And I think she mentioned your name, um, but in the context of a lot of the business stuff, I I don't really get too excited about. But when we were there and I saw you taking pictures and you were walking down the hallway or something, something kept getting me to want to go talk to you about taking, uh, you know, photos at at my event. And um, I don't know why, because I I don't really look... Look for a lot of the business stuff there, I was really just looking for you know how can I increase traffic on my own website and you know more easily get people to my conference and that kind of thing and so it was just kind of that that gut response and um you know I had no idea that you were uh you know taught- taught science in junior high, I believe, and you know had a background in that kind of stuff or even had an interest in it but uh um you know I, I would just say. Kind of that, that gut response just said, hey, you know, go talk to him about photography at the event, which is something completely opposite from what I was even looking for. And that's, <laughs> that's pretty much the only way that I could really explain it. Well, I just want to say how much
1: you've changed my life. Your conference and that, uh, that culture and that community are the coolest people. They are they're so heart driven and they are just, they have beautiful spirits. They're actually there for the right reason to have their life make a difference in the world. And I, I, I'm actually touch-move-inspired every single time I think about the ESTC. And I wanted to just let the audience know that next year, it always sells out. What is going to be different next year?
3: Um, next year, we have a couple uh, larger-scale demonstrations planned uh, one gentleman, uh, R.S. Stafford, uh, uh, who had been replicating some of John Bedini's technologies over the year, is blessed to have uh, purchased from the fam- uh, John's uh, family, or his wife, uh, two pretty amazing machines. And one of them is the big 12-foot, 12 12- 12 to 14-foot, large-scale one that John Bedini brought out in 2010. He's going to be doing some more modifications to them, and he's going to be bringing that. I have a couple things planned, and then Eric Dollard, the modern uh, Tesla, he knows more about the na- nature of electricity than any human being alive. Uh, we have some pretty big things planned that we don't really want to announce yet, but there's going to be some large scale demos that's absolutely going to blow people's minds. And I'll just <laughs> kind of want to leave it at that. But yeah, we do sell out, um, usually up to a couple months ahead of the conference.
1: And since you brought up Tesla, um, it is a Tesla community, but not Tesla the car. So if you could just briefly wrap up why Tesla is such an important name in your community, and if you could share why Elon Musk and Tesla possibly are related to that.
3: Well, te- Tesla is probably the most important inventor alive. Um, you know, Edison and some of these others kind of get a, get a bad rap, but really they were very instrumental as well. But modern civilization as we know it, the power grid and everything would not be possible without Tesla. A lot of people know him for the so-called wireless electricity transmission and these other kind of concepts. Well, Eric Dollard has mastered those technologies beyond anybody and has demonstrated it for decades. And um, Tesla and some of his concepts on how electricity can transmit from point A to point B or different ways to transmit electricity over circuits in a very, very unconventional ways is kind of at the root of quite a few different technologies that John Bedini, um, Jim Murray, Paul Babcock, Peter Lindemann, myself, and others uh, have built and innovated our own machines, but a lot of them do have uh, miniaturized, small-scale Tesla principles um, wrapped into them. Uh, impulse technology has a lot to do with it. That's taking a certain amount of energy, discharging it in a very, very short period of time. So it'd be the same energy, but what that does is has a power increase. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that would, uh, you know, take a little bit to kind of explain the difference between energy and power. But in any case, um, there's a lot of, uh, uh, Tesla principles, um, you know, at the base of a lot of our technologies. And
1: I want to thank you also because Steve Ellswick uh, is a vendor and sponsor at your events. And he, of course, did an event in Albuquerque. And I've been there twice because of you, Aaron. So you are very gracious in allowing people to grow and prosper in that event. I wanted to ask you if Elon Musk called you and said, I'm begging you, Aaron, can I please speak at your event next year? What would you do?
3: Oh, absolutely. I would let him come. Um, I think he would learn uh, a lot more about what Tesla technology really is about. Mm-hmm. You know, the Tesla cars is, you know, uh, obviously game-changing moving in that direction. You know, there's there's a lot of thoughts on both sides about the whole electric car industry. But, um, you know, somebody of his uh, notoriety and um, ability to potentially fund different projects, if he saw what a lot of us were working on, I think he would be very, very excited I agree. And that was actually why I'm putting it out there from
1: a synchronicity standpoint is that I feel like all this is going to come together. I'm feeling more like 2021, actually. I wish it was 2020 because that's next year. But it seems like you're growing so exponentially and the energy force that you had at this last conference compared to 2016 was very notable to me. And I, I certainly haven't been there since the beginning. But you have to be very proud of the fact that you started this conference with a concept and attracted some pretty different people who uh-huh. I, I think we're playing at a low frequency, is my opinion, and now are playing at a very high frequency in that they really want to get out there and change the world.
3: Is that correct? Um, it is, and it's, yeah, it's happening uh, really, really fast. Um, so, you know, I mean, any, anything that we can do to keep, keep moving it forward, but it's kind of interesting how the conference also kind of builds itself you know, I kind of mm-hmm. have my own picture in my mind of uh, what direction it's going to go. And then, you know, maybe four or five months before the conference, I realize that it's kind of designed itself <clears throat> in a way that I did not foresee, you know, just, it just kind of happens. Well, I want to give you an opportunity
1: um, to actually thank your team because your team, makes you look good and they're so devoted to you so if you want to just share a couple of people that are on your team and what they've done to help your conference uh, i would i would like that because i've seen how devoted they are
3: sure yeah absolutely you know i mean uh my friend jeff mo i've known him for a lot a long time he does a lot of my customer service for amp electronic media or you know e- uh, emediapress.com and uh him and usually his wife uh, Gerlin are are usually there you know manning the tables and he's uh you know, kind of my right-hand man uh, when it comes to the conference, and then Deo, you know, going around pick, picking up the uh, presenters and, and shuttling them around, and, you know, it's kind of a non nonstop job. Um, this year I've had more, more volunteers than in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. Glenna and John and, uh, you know, Bruce Wittmeyer ran the soundboard. <laughs> and up until Bruce this year, Demeter. I've always, yeah, I've always run, run the soundboard myself which, you know, that's not my forte, and I'm always, you know, kind of running kind of hectic. But uh, I, I think we're, what's, what's forming right now is kind of a permanent um, kind of uh, staff, you know. I, I can see this really taking off long term um, on what yeah. we're doing. But, yeah, it, it's, because of their help, it was the most enjoyable conference for me out of all of them so far. You actually slept more than yeah. one hour a night because of them.
1: Yeah, maybe two. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. I saw but, uh, I saw your resilience because yeah, yeah, I've sure. seen you for yeah I've seen you for years, Aaron, and you're just like most people that host an event. You're exhausted each day because it's taking a toll on you. And I saw the transformation this year that your team was really partnering with you as a leader to make sure that you could yeah. lead with force. Mhm.
3: Yeah, and they uh, and they they took their, their roles, you know, very uh, professional. They did them very professionally. Took them very serious. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I saw that, you know, that, that obviously is a, you know, is honoring me and, and the, and the whole conference and what it stands for. And, um, you know, I, it just came together so beautifully and I'm, I'm blessed to have, have them, you know, be a part of the conference. And, uh,
1: so, so we're just you know, going to do one last thing Aaron, here. and then we're
3: going to sure. go to break and then
1: we're going to do a rapid fire with you at the end. But, uh, ShiftPod okay. has been uh, instrumental as a sponsor and sponsors make the difference on people eating, having the experience they want to have, being funded correctly so you have the right production, et cetera. So if you want to just say a quick 20 seconds about how important Shift Pot is to you.
3: Yeah, so Christian Weber, um, he came to uh, one of my conferences. I think we, we connected uh, by email. And he, spon- he was one of the sponsors uh, last year at the conference. Uh, this year he was the, um, the sole of the conference um he's uh you know has a long background being very successful in business had a software company in seattle but the shift pod movement um he also donates a certain percentage of his tents to um you know uh, people in need and he's he's very involved in the disaster relief uh community and works closely with first responders um, and so he's very supportive of what we're doing, but also we're, we're working on some projects behind the scenes that I can't really go into. And those particular right. projects may not be possible without him, without his help and, and dedication. So how do people get tickets for next year? So on uh, energy dot com, if um, anybody goes to that website, they can pre-register for free. And I don't open up tickets until after uh, January or December 31st, just to make it easier for accounting. And so usually by the end of February, I open up for tickets, and they usually go pretty quick. Usually within about the first 48, 72 hours, um, you know, 30 percent to 50 percent of all the tickets are, are purchased. Right, and then and- you know, then it takes a couple months. But yeah, a couple months before the. Uh, the conference, they will all sell out. But yeah, energiescienceconference.com, well. pre-register, and everybody will get notices when we're, when we're accepting payments.
1: I think you're in the tipping point right now, Aaron, and I, I think that you're going to sell out very quickly this time compared to previous years. I think there's an energy that I saw in 2019 that speaks to the fact that you are doing great things and the world needs more of what you're, uh, the experience that, that you're providing. So congratulations. We're going to bring you back at the end of uh, you, the Second segment for Rapid Fire. We're going to break right now. This is Ken Rashawn with the influencer channel, on Voice America, brought to you by the Red Carpet Connection, Key Smiling Movement, and of course, the Umbrella Syndicate. Be back in a minute.
4: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for us at keyword voice America. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists, Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go. On iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
3: This is
0: Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify.
1: Well, what a great first segment with Aaron. We're going to be bringing in another Intellectual scientist, and his name is Dan Vogler. So, Andre, let's bring him on as soon as possible.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Dan has tinkered his whole life in audio, telephonics, and elect- electronics and done some amazing things by starting his career at Los Alamos National Laboratories, the world's largest. Um, research and development facility and then he's gone on to be a really great inventor he has mapped out things that are learning about um, uh, creating a smart grid storage he's done things with other electronics he's done schematics that have been published by McGraw-Hill and Prentice Hall technical publishers and so much more Uh, I mean just super amazing nanotechnology information and photovoltaics I mean this guy's amazing Dan welcome to the show
5: uh, hello from Austin,
3: Texas.
1: Hey, Dan. We're going to be in Austin in a couple weeks, so we're excited to see you again real soon. So I know when we had our initial conversation, you were only using one-syllable words, and I'm going to encourage you in this program to use multiple-syllable multiple words because we really want to grow this audience in an intellectual way as well. I'm ready. All right. So first of all, uh, what do you think of the first segment with Aaron?
5: Well, uh I'm the perfect guy to critique Aaron. I met Aaron uh, 2 weeks ago at the Tesla Technology Conference in Albuquerque and where he was one of the keynote speakers and um it, 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 Aaron's uh, approach to science is um unbelievable. Um and, and when I say that I'm speaking positively that this is some new thinking that's outside the box um and uh conventional Uh, wisdom would say that this defies the laws of physics. Well, I don't like that closed-minded thinking. This is why I went to the Tesla Technology Conference. There was certainly uh, some some crazy talk there, but some percentage of it is what I call um, a fringe science um, that follows my philosophy that today's science fiction is tomorrow's science reality. So what Aaron is up to could certainly change the world, and if we can um, find a source of free energy. But then Aaron is up against a lot of of naysayers. Even our U.S. Patent Office um, prohibits a patent filing that calls it a perpetual motion machine or a over-unity machine, over-unity being a machine that creates more energy than you put into it. So nonetheless, we need to be open-minded to um, the, the impossible, which will someday be possible and even commonplace. So um, I, I commend Aaron and his efforts, and he's probably suffered a lot of flack over the years and will continue to do so, because um, if, if energy is free, then uh, g- goodbye to the oil companies. Um, there's certainly factions that would oppose this. That was a
1: great response, and thank you for that because, first of all, the word unbelievable for you to explain that it was in a positive sense because unbelievable is the safest word to use when you're responding to anything because no one knows what that means. So <laughs> good job on that. Uh, secondly, the patent office. Who who came up with that crazy idea that we couldn't put something to the patent office that Aaron is coming up with here?
5: Well, there have been a, a lot of um, crazy, unplausible inventions that people have tried to apply patents for, which turn out to be a waste of time with the patents office that just simply don't work. And you can look it up. One of the bigger uh, over-unity groups is on Yahoo Groups. <clears throat> There's a bunch of machines that seem to run for a while, but eventually they run down. They slow down. They might run for a couple hours or a couple of days, but eventually they stop so they, they are not perpetual motion machines, although um, they seem to run for a while, and that might create the, a, a, an illusion or even deception that um, it, it's a true innovation. Um, so, I, you know, I don't blame the patent office for being um, cautious. I think Aaron's on the right path. Commercialize the product, sell it, and uh, the marketplace will prove that it's real.
1: Exactly. And you have not, based on the fact that you just met him a couple weeks ago, been to ESTC, Energy Science Technology Conference. Are you going next year?
5: I, I have not. I, I would like to go next year. Uh, I, I definitely met some interesting people at the Tesla Technology Conference and went parallel in Albuquerque. Uh, some brilliant some people, some crazy people, some alien hybrids, <laughs> and a few uh, CIA agents.
1: I will tell you, ESTC is a different breed. Um, I almost call it the complementary antithesis of that experience. How about that? <laughs> so let's talk about you, your story. What caused you to actually be intrigued and pursue uh, a thought-provoking life of science?
5: Well, I'm a, a inventor. I like that term. That's a, that's a uh, a job title that seems to be going away now. Inventors are often seen as um, the crazies that are blowing up the garage. But um, <clears throat> innovation is still coming from the little guy as well as the large corporations like uh, Tesla and SpaceX. So it takes all of us to advance uh, a man along this uh, a technical evolution that we're on now. And uh, certainly the world has changed tremendously in the past 100 years, and even tremendously just in the past 20 years. Um, It's a whole new world. Um, As a serial entrepreneur, I like to take my inventions and turn them into companies. Um, And the latest effort I'm on is a little bit of a departure from my usual electronics um, uh, realm that I'm in. Uh, It's called Tiny Dome Houses. Uh, the, the tiny house revolution is certainly catching on around the country, if not around the world. And it's driven by <clears throat> several things, the, uh, unaffordable cost of conventional housing, uh, the want to, uh, be sustainable in, uh, our domicile and have a, a, a smaller, uh, a footprint on, uh, the environment and use of energy, uh, even, uh, a, a concept is coming along not just a uh, zero energy, meaning that the house uh, provides all of its own energy itself, but net positive, meaning that the house generates all of its own energy and a little bit more for all of your neighbors so that we create a, a, a microgrid system where we uh, take care of each other in our energy needs and can uh, scale it by sharing it. So... Uh, tiny dome houses um, are part of this tiny house revolution. Ours is a totally unique shape. It's a, a dome. This is not a geodesic dome, as Buckminster Fuller invented some four decades ago, but a duodecahedron, which is really a half of a um, soccer ball um, made wow. up of pentagram and hexagram shapes. The beauty of this is that each of the pieces are, in fact, flat, but when they come together uh, at a distance, it's a round shape, or we could actually make them any shape, a a pillbox or uh, oval. Um, Any geometry is possible with these building blocks. The dome shape is very futuristic. Um, It provides the maximum, uh, and this goes back to uh, uh, the early Greek mathematicians, a dome provides the maximum volume with the minimum amount of surface area. So, this minimizes the materials required to build the structure and minimizes the surfaces that need to be um, uh, insulated between the inside and outside of, of the dwelling. And so, why is it that? We have another why is that,
1: I have a question for you. Why is it that hexagon is such a powerful shape?
5: Well, I, I don't know if it has to do with a hexagon by itself. We use hexagons and pentagrams uh, are the two pieces. And just look at a, a, you know, a, a, a Wilson soccer ball. The pieces of the panels in the ball are uh, similarly shaped. It allows, um, f- for us, compared to a ge- geodesic dome, there's no seams in it. All of the pieces overlap. So like roofing shingles, all of the water flows over and off of the, um, the, the dome to the outside, so it's leak-proof, unlike a geodesic dome, which is full of seams and has that uh, disadvantage and are falling out of favor, because over time, they leak. And where can people see this? Our website is tinydomehouses.com. Um, we've got seven sizes. I didn't see this coming in the beginning. We built a small prototype. Uh, that we sold at our first trade show, the Tiny House Jamboree last uh, fall, Um, that tiny mock-up, well, all of a sudden, a guy bought it, it's a doghouse. Then the next size uh, mock-up, which is not a full-size home, um, someone else bought it as a playhouse. So, we've got seven sizes now, a doghouse, a playhouse, a glamorous camper. Um, This is a little bit of uh, parallel to the uh, shift pod. Uh, the shift pod is, of course is collapsible. Ours is a rigid camping tent. Uh, I call it a bear-proof camping tent. Um, those are catching on um, it, right, right now. In fact, there's two of them um, that were in a test deployment at the uh, Burning Man event going on right now in Black Rock, Nevada. 80,000 people in the uh, harsh desert climate out there. And, are you there um, we've called that I have two staff people there um, uh, deploying the uh, a eighteen I'm sorry a eight and a half foot and a thirteen foot uh, glamorous camper or glamper.
1: and how much do these cost?
5: Well uh, they are um, a little bit more money than a canvas tent but um, the uh, aluminum clad composite material that it's made out of, this is very akin to aluminum siding, um, will last 50 years. This is very tough material. Um, the uh, mm-hmm. glamper, for instance, the 13 foot, which is the largest glamper, is $6,700. But it comes with a um, two year warranty from us and is guaranteed, it, it has the advantage even though it's a rigid tent this can be assembled by two guys, a ladder and a socket wrench in less than an hour and stay in place for uh, a a decade. Or you can break it down and move it to another location very readily. So it's a permanent structure that um, can be deployed as a kit and moved around as necessary or broken down and stored for the season. So the Glamorous Camper is $6,700. The home which we call the cottage, that's a 20-foot diameter, 320-square-foot home with kitchen and bathroom, it's $16,000, which is very affordable for a tiny house, which average in the $65,000 range. So that's how I got into this business. I think a tiny house should have a tiny price, and affordable housing is an oxymoron we want to eliminate. That's wonderful. So if you hadn't been to the Tesla
1: conference, you wouldn't have met Aaron, and you are probably going to his event next year. You wouldn't have met Andrea, who brought you on this event, uh, the show. So I wanted to turn this over to Andrea so she had an opportunity to ask a couple more questions. Go ahead, Andrea.
2: Well, with you being an inventor, uh, you had told me about how you uh, not only created the design of this so it could be put together very easily and done multiple times, but that you s- uh, created the special machine. Now we're short on time, so can you talk about how you came up with that design and theory to create the machining, manufacturing?
5: The um, the the giant robot. It's a actually a large format, five by twelve foot CNC router machine. Is uh, that we custom built ourselves here in Austin, that's how we cut the pieces. The pieces are cut out of flat sheet material, which is very uh, easy for us to uh, handle. And the dome is shipped flat on a flatbed truck and then assembled on site. So um, in terms of taking the business to the next level, that the, the entire world needs affordable housing. So in time... We can uh, deploy these machines and make houses on ev- all seven continents, uh, and and deploy them re- regionally from there. So, the um, the, the JD uh, sixty we call it, um, the, the giant CNC robot that handles the sheet material, um, is a scalable business model. So we could uh, go from one to four of them and increase our throughput here in Austin, or uh, maybe build the next four of them uh, in uh, the African uh, Sahara. I'll tell you what, we're
1: going to go to rapid fire and we are going to try and exercise this at the highest uh, acceleration possible. So, Aaron, are you there? Yes. Okay. Um, a book that changed your life Think and Grow Rich by
5: Napoleon Hill. Okay. And Dan? Um,. Psycho cybernetics. Very good. That awesome. Andrea? It was exactly. actually in the same uh, genre as Thinking Crow Rich. In fact, that one Very book good. references the other. Oh, wait.
2: Hold, hold on, Dan. We're in rapid fire, so let me go to the next question. Uh, what is the uh, number one scientific area that gets you most excited?
3: Briefly, Aaron? Uh, just energy physics, therm- thermodynamics, open system thermodynamics. Awesome.
5: Very good. Dan? Um, batteries leading to supercapacitors.
2: Awesome.
1: All right. And we'll finish this off with a quote you live by, Aaron. a quote that I live by? Yes, yes, a quote that you live by. Ooh, I can't think of one specifically. Then we'll come back to you. Dan?
5: If anyone says no, that's the universe
1: telling you yes. All right. I'll come back to you, Aaron, with you can choose a movie that inspires you. Uh, the matrix damn good job young man so both of you are so innovative and we are so privileged to have you on amplified show and god bless you guys for what you're doing to make humanity and the world a better place and we're going to bring you back on after the keep smiling book has been launched so that people can read your story in more depth We'll be back next week. And again, this has been brought to you by the Umbrella Syndicate, the Red Carpet Connection, and the Key Smiling Movement. Andrea, thank you very much for always being the publicist that brings celebrities to our front door and also amplifies their goodness. We'll see you next week.